Hello and welcome back to episode 6 of the Riley Breakfield Show. I am your host, Riley Breakfield, also known as Titties DM on Twitter. Check me out there. I'm trying to get more followers on Twitter and TikTok. So if you're a listener and you have those apps, find me, follow me, show me some love. Still trying to figure out a good intro here to, you know, get things going. Still trying to figure out how I can get myself a good intro song as well. You know, something that really gets the juices going. Gets people excited, you know, really draws the attention to people, but I'll get that figured out. Um, fresh off uh, just watching that Bills-Rams game. Rams look horrible on offense. They just didn't seem to get anything going. Stafford was, I mean, the, that one for Cooper Cup, it was a tip ball. I think there's another one that's, I don't know. He just, he didn't look that great, honestly. Their offense in general didn't look great. And you can tell that defensively they are definitely missing Vaughn Miller and Sebastian Joseph Day. Vaughn Miller obviously went to the Bills. Bills had seven sacks tonight. Their defensive line looked awesome. You know, I don't know, a guy of Vaughn Miller's caliber really does help help your defensive front, helps helps your defense in general. They stepped up. It was awesome to see. The Rams were definitely missing Vaughn. Definitely missing Sebastian Joseph Day in the middle as well. He went to the Chargers. He was another guy that they put right next to Aaron Donald. And would plug it up, you know. But Josh Allen and the Bills' offense looked awesome. I do think that Josh Allen got lucky on some of those throws, but all in all, it was it was a pretty good looking game from the Bills. Defense looked good, offense looked good. Josh looked good. So my fantasy team, I drafted him like the second or third round. He got thirty fucking points for me tonight. I don't understand why people don't think it's smart to draft quarterbacks early. I just got thirty points, whereas people drafted Cam Akers. I don't even think that motherfucker had like two points. He didn't do shit tonight, so it was a pretty good game, pretty good opening start. You know, I'm gonna talk about a couple of NFL games I'm excited to watch later this weekend. I'm not I'm not really that big of an NFL fan to be honest. I prefer college football NFL. It's kind of hit or miss for me. I think it can be kind of boring at times, but I'm gonna try to get more into it and especially, you know, try to get more into it to gamble and make some money because uh, I missed on that over tonight and I'm pretty pissed about it because the Rams were supposed to be good again. You know, that's that fucking Super Bowl hangover, man. It'll come out of nowhere and get you, but pretty good game. I'm excited to see what the Bills can bring. I, they're one of my teams I'd say has a really good shot at one Super Bowl this year. Everyone thinks that, you know, it's kind of their year, everyone says. So, see if they can go and do it. They definitely look like they they could tonight. You know, they're definitely a good team. Other news, the Queen is finally dead. Queen Elizabeth died today. I think she was like 97. I mean, she looked old. Her husband died not that long ago, and that motherfucker looked old. And then some dude named Charles, I think, takes over. He looks old. He looks like he's like, he's going to get a fourth a fourth and goal stop, or else he's going to fucking die. You know, he's just, he looks old. Calling, one less colonizer to worry about, am I right? The Colt that is Clemson decided to re-sign Dabo Sweeney to a 10-year extension. Oh, um, good for them. I mean, they're going to probably never win a national championship again because Devil's a loser. I actually got into a bunch of arguments today with a bunch of Clemson fans about him getting a getting a big deal because I know at some point he said that he didn't think the NIL was a big deal. Of course, Clemson comes out of the woodworks. They're all like, no, he never said that. Look at this article. And then like the article, he didn't, they're like, he didn't actually say that he was happy about it for the players. It was, it was very weird to me. I hate Clemson. I hate Devil Sweeney. They're another college football program that's a cult very annoying. I mean, I bet if Dabo beat one off into a cup, they'd probably drink it. Just they feel like they're superhuman. That's how weird they are. 
pretty exciting weekend in the UFC. You got Kazmat, Jujimov or something versus Nate Diaz. I'm excited to watch that fight. That's I don't. <clears throat> I'm a UFC fan. I'm not that big of a fan, but I'm definitely excited to watch that one. It's gonna be cool to see Nate get back out there, see what he can do. So should be fun. Now this is news that I've been I've been dying to talk about. Curry Styles, Chris Pine drama. Obviously, I'm Chris Pine. You know, it's not appropriate to spit on people unless it's in the bedroom. But there's just a whole lot of drama surrounding that movie. I can't remember what the movie's name is called, but Olivia Wilde, who's dated Jason Sudeikis, was cheating on with on him with Harry Styles during the whole movie. Whole bunch of drama. I believe that Harry spot Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine. The angle that I saw looked like he did. I saw alternate angle, still looked like he did. So fuck Harry Styles. Team 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 Pine. And other news that it's not really news, it's just something I want to talk about. I saw this graphic going around talking about Jordan, Kobe, and LeBron. You know, the best player in their area, but then the best team in their area, like so Jordan, Bulls, Kobe, Lakers, LeBron, Warriors. And then I heard somebody, I don't even remember who it was, they were saying that, well, Tim Duncan was, be- you know, the Spurs were really good in Kobe's era, you know, <laughs> which is true. And someone was, they're basically saying that you can't hit, everyone just hates on LeBron, yada, 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 yada. But when you think about what Jordan did, Jordan was 6-0 when he was at the height of his power, the height of his strength, you know, he had the the blood of a superhero in him. That man was that, man was God. He was unbeatable. Kobe and LeBron, I'd definitely put them probably up there in the top five. I definitely think that they're all-time great players, but they both allowed other teams to win. You know, there was all sorts of dynasties came and went throughout the Lakers era. There was the Pistons, the Spurs, the Celtics rose up. And then the, they played the Magic in the finals. Like, the Magic didn't win, but you had that. LeBron, you had Mavericks beat him. The Spurs beat him. The Warriors came through and beat him. They were all-time, they're all-time great players, but they were, both of them were never the best that there was in their era, team-wise. I mean, they definitely had good players around them. They were there when it mattered, but they weren't, they didn't have the best teams. I don't think that Kobe did. I think Jordan's the only one that in his era he can say that he was he played on the best team and that he made that team the best team. Because even thinking about Magic and Bird, I mean, yeah, they were at the top, but the Sixers also snuck a title out of there. So I don't know. Just something I wanted to talk about. I think it's just interesting, interesting topic of discussion. <clears throat> now to my Friday segment, One Love, One Hate. I'm loving on fall today. For those of you that don't know, um, I used to live in Montana. just recently moved down to Louisiana with my wife. But, you know, so people probably aren't going to understand this, but it is hotter here, of course. But, like, to me, it's still been feeling like fall down here lately. Like, it's a little bit cooler breeze, cooler weather. And I just I just love fall. Something about fall, you know, you got football on TV. The weather's a little cooler. Some, you just kind of want to stay in. You want to get a blanket on. It's just something about fall, you know, just... It's unmatched. The leaves start falling, the colors start changing, the nice cool breeze, just everything about it. You got football on, Thanksgiving's right around the corner, Christmas is coming up. Fall's just probably one of my favorite times of year. Cause, you know, I'm not really a summer person. I hate I hate when it's super hot, especially <laughs> some people will probably be like, well, why'd you move to Louisiana? Because it's not as bad as fucking living in Montana where it feels like I'm fucking in dry heat and I'm fucking out there dehydrated like a lizard on the side of the road. Down here, I feel good. My skin feels good. The air feels good. I'm not dying. I sweat a little bit, but you know what? I need to. I'm a fucking fat fuck. 
so I need this wet, so it's good for me. But I'm happy that falls around here. I'm just happy it's that time of the year. It's a good time of the year. It's one of my favorite times of the year. I'm just, I'm just happy. Football, Thanksgiving's coming up. You know, my anniversary's in two weeks. Shout out me and my wife, of course. Yep, but love fall. The thing I hate. I was this in Monday's episode. I was at the Superdome for the LSU Florida State game. Price of a beer, one beer, one beer, one beer, eleven dollars and fifty cents. Eleven dollars and fifty cents for one fucking beer. Driving me fucking nuts. I've never understood why the price of beer is so expensive when you can get a thirty rack. 30 beers for 25 bucks. 30 beers for 25 bucks. Hell of a fucking deal. But when you go to a bar, you go to a restaurant, you go to a venue, an event, a sporting event, whatever, you have to pay a fucking damn near arm and a leg for one beer. For one fucking beer. It fucking drives me insane. I don't understand that. That's why me, I prefer to drink liquor just because I'm like, if I'm paying damn near the same price, I might as well get more fucked up. We, as a country, need to come together and rally the troops and get everyone on board to stop the overpriced fucking payment of beer. It's fucking ridiculous. It's unfair. We are Americans. We deserve cheap beer. We should be able to go out to dinner and get a cheap beer. I shouldn't have to sit at home and drink cheap beer. I should be able to go to a five-star fucking restaurant and drink cheap beer if I want to. Fucking sick and tired of it, and you should be too. This is the stuff that is ruining our country. We need to find a true president who will put into law that every beer at every restaurant, venue, sporting event, whatever it is, the price of beer is a dollar to two dollars because that's fair, that's just, and I can get behind that movement. Beer needs to be cheaper wherever you go. That's just final words. I'm done. I'm talking about it. That's all I want. That's all I want in life. So today's show. You know, I've, I've mostly been previewing sporting games. It's just kind of what I'm going to stick to. I'm going to stick to previewing some college football today. My 10 favorite games that I like, where I'm putting my money. I'm also looking at my five favorite NFL games. I, I don't really have where I'm betting right now. I'm, I'm not very good when it comes to NFL. You know, NFL is so much more unpredictable in my opinion. I'm just, every time I seem to come up with something and I put it out there and I tell my friends, it just never seems to work. So I'm not telling you yet. I'm going to try to see how I do this weekend, maybe next weekend. Kind of see if I get in the flow since I already lost one game this week, the Bills and the Rams, which fucking still can't eat. Thanks. Thanks, Sean McVay. I can't eat. I just lost all my money because of you. Because you're shitty fucking play calling. Fucking midget. <clears throat> First game I want to talk about. Old Alabama heading to Austin, Texas. Obviously, you know, this is probably one of the biggest marquee games of the week. Everybody's talking about it. It's it's getting a lot of hype for a lot of for no reason really. I do think Bama's probably going to blow. T- I don't. I don't think they're going to blow them out, but it's probably going to be the three-point game. Thinking about taking the spread, I think it's set at twenty and a half right now. Three touchdown game, easy money, I think. But what I'm looking most forward to is to see who Quinn Ewers is. If you're not familiar, Quinn Ewers, Quinn Ewers, five-star quarterback, left high school early last year to go to Ohio State. There was talks that he might play. Yada yada. Ended up not. C.J. Stroud was obviously him, so they stuck with him. He transferred back home to Texas. He's originally from Texas. 
it's a huge NI deal. Da da da. He's one of the all-time highest-rated recruits ever, especially at the quarterback position. I'm just excited to see if he really is all that. This is his first test. It's only his second game ever starting. He's playing very good Alabama defense. Something I mean, everyone knows that Alabama always has a good defense. They're always always very tough to beat. They have a very they have Will Anderson. I mean, they have dudes all around that defense. That's just that's just who they are. It's gonna be fun to see who he is. Now, Steve Steve Sarkeesian, his head coach, was the former offensive coordinator at Alabama before he took this job at Texas. So he kind of knows the ins and outs of that defense a little bit. You think possibly, who knows? But Saban also knows what kind of offense Sarkeesian likes to run. So it's gonna be kind of it's gonna be a fun game to me. I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited to watch Quinn Ewers. Excited to see this Bama team, see if they're, you know, I mean, they beat Utah State last week, who I think is a really good team in the Mount West Conference, but they're not not that great. They're obviously not a power five school, but Texas, a power five school, a good team, a program that's trending. You know, their offense does have a lot of weapons. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun game, I think. I'm probably taking the over. It's set at sixty five and a half right now when I looked earlier. I'm thinking this could be I know for sure Bama's going to score 35. They could get more. I think Texas at least gets four scores at a minimum. So I'm thinking there's no way that the over doesn't hit. I'm putting my I'm putting my money on it. I I might even pull a fucking big cap, but make this my game of the year. That's how confident I am in that over. But we'll see. Second game I'm really excited about South Carolina versus Arkansas SEC game week two. Both programs trending in the right direction. South Carolina has Spencer Rattler. I'm sure if you follow college football, if you follow football at all, watch that. Watch the TV show. QB1? What the hell is that show called? Is it QB1? I can't remember. Spencer Rattler was on a Netflix documentary show about quarterbacks. I believe it's called QB1. I cannot remember. But he was on that. You know, he struggled at Oklahoma last year, but didn't really, he didn't really struggle. He, the fans were just not happy. All for Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams had a good game. Yeah, yeah. Rest is history. Caleb, blah, whatever. But I'm excited to see. You know, it's an SEC game. South Carolina trending in the right direction. Their offense looked okay last week. I mean, they did. They did all right. They weren't over the top. They have quite a few weapons. I mean, they're an SEC team, just just like any other team. They they get weapons easily. So it's gonna be fun to see if Spencer Rattler can kind of take over that game, push them in the right direction. Arkansas looked pretty good against Cincinnati, but not great. I think KJ Jefferson. I really like him. But I I think he made some poor decisions last week. His decision-making looked slow. He didn't look like he was necessarily always ready. Arkansas's defense was all right, but I think they got a little lucky. I caught kind of the tail end of that game, didn't see the whole thing. But from what I saw, they looked like they were getting kind of lucky. Like their secondary could easily get shredded. So in all honesty, I'm going to take South Carolina money line on this game. I have a weird feeling. I think that Shane Beamer is a really good coach. I don't have as much faith in Sam Pittman as everyone else does. I think they got lucky a lot of games last year. I don't think they're that good. I think they're kind of fraudulent. I'm going to take South Carolina money line. I'm going to bet on Spencer Rattler. I think he's back. I think he's going to prove to people he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the country and that he can fucking take over a team and a game. So I'm definitely excited to watch that one. A third game I'm excited to watch is Missouri versus Kansas State. You know, neither of these teams are ranked in the top 25. Kansas the State has a lot of hype about winning – Big 12 possibly this year. The main reason I'm excited for this one is it's kind of, you're going to see where the Big 12 and the SEC stack up. Missouri is a bottom tier SEC team. Everyone knows that. They're bottom four probably. Kansas State is probably a top five Big 12 team right now. There's a lot of talk that they could sneak in. They could be a surprise team win the Big 12 this year. They have a lot of talent on that team. They have a 
stud running back in Deuce Vaughn. So I'm really just excited to see where kind of get an outlay of where each conference is sitting. And, you know, Kansas State wins easily. It's kind of like, okay, the Big 12 can be very competitive this year. If if Missouri wins, it's like, oh, the SEC is way better than the Big 12. The Big 12, I mean, one of your top teams is just getting their ass kicked. You know, it kind of goes the same with the Alabama-Texas. Texas is another one of those teams up there high in the Big 12, supposed to win. So I'm just excited to see that one. I think Kansas State wins. I'm taking the spread. It's at minus 6.5 when I looked earlier. One touchdown game. I think Kansas State can beat them by two or three touchdowns, though. I think they have that kind of team. They have that kind of that kind of chemistry going right now. I, th- I think Kansas State can be a really good team this year in the Big Twelve. I I think they could win the Big Twelve honestly. So I'm just excited to watch that one. I think I think it should be good. Next one I'm excited to watch is uh, Appalachian State versus Texas A&M. If you watched the Appalachian State versus North Carolina game last weekend, that was a fucking insane game. North Carolina App State just back and forth. North Carolina was killing. App State came back, and I'm honestly. <laughs> After watching Texas A&M, his quarterback, Haynes King, kind of struggle last week, I do worry about going up against the App State team that is decent on defense. They're decent on defense. They can get stops. They can get take turnovers. Sorry, take, I'm going to say takeaways, I think. But they can get those takeaways, and I, I really I really think that this one's going to be going to be a barn burner as well. Chase Bryce is a very good quarterback for App State. I mean, they put up 60 points last week. Yes, North Carolina's defense is not as good as Texas A&M's. I know that. But we still, Texas A&M played Sam Houston State last week. App State played North Carolina. There's a huge difference in their opponents that they played last week. I'm definitely taking the over right now. It's at 53 and a half. I don't see how it doesn't hit. I mean, that's, what, 54 divided by 2. They tend to get at least four touchdowns. I think that's something they easily can do. I think it's going to be just one hell of a game. Lots of points. Well, I don't know if it's going to be lots of points on Texas A&M side. It's going to be enough points to get the over. I'm very excited about it. I think App State could pull an upset if they get lucky. So watch out for that one. Next up, Tennessee versus Pitt. Which was, that was a very good game last year. Excited to watch it this year. Tennessee's offense destroyed Ball State last weekend. I caught the start of that game, and they were just fucking just jamming it right down their throat, man. It was it was disgusting to watch. It was You've seen those porns where you just have to look away. That's what it was like. It was it was sad to see. I'm just curious if Pitt can slow them down. Their offense, the offense that Pitt runs, you know, it's a lot a lot more grounded pound. That's kind of what uh, Pat Narduzzi wanted to move over to this year. <clears throat> they obviously snuck one away from West Virginia last weekend. I think there's a very good chance they could do that again. They got Tennessee coming coming into Pitt to play. Pitt's offense looked okay. Defense looked okay. They can slow down the offense, and they can play at their pace in this game. I think Pitt has a really good chance of upset, or not upsetting, but beating Tennessee this weekend. I'm probably just going to take the over on this one. It's at 66.5. I know that's really high, but I don't see how this game's not at least 38-31. It's going to be very high scoring, in my opinion. Next one is the Battle of the Cyhawk, I believe is what it's called. Iowa, Iowa State. If you watched that Iowa game last weekend, holy fucking shit. Horrible. I had South Dakota State winning that game, actually. I took the money line, but uh, they didn't pull it off. Um, Iowa's offense looked horrible. Defense is good. They do have a good defensive unit, but I think Iowa State has a good offense. Harris, what is his name? What is his Something Deckers, and his first name starts with the H. Played very well last week. I don't even know who they played. It was some no-name opponent. Iowa State looked really good. 
Iowa cannot get their offense going, they could be in for some trouble. And Iowa State has good players on their defense. Will McDonald, the fourth, I believe is his. Yeah, I believe it's the fourth. He's a stud up front on their defensive line. He could wreak some havoc, create a lot of problems for them. If Iowa cannot score points, they're fucked. Iowa State, I think, you know, they're not South Dakota State. They're they're a program that's almost they're at the same level as Iowa. Matt Campbell has been doing very well for himself the past couple of years. His program's training in the right direction. I don't see how Iowa State doesn't win this game. I'm taking money line out right. I think it was like plus two hundred or something, which is fucking ridiculous to me. There's I don't I don't see how that makes sense. I think Iowa State wins this game and they win it easy, probably by two touchdowns, honestly. Next up, talking Kentucky, Florida. Florida after beating Utah last weekend, jumped all the way up to 12th in the rankings. I do think that's a bit of an overreaction, in my personal opinion. I think I said it on Monday's show. <laughs> Billy Napier inherited a program where Dan Mullen was the head coach. Dan Mullen was the head coach for quite a few years there. He brought Florida back after they were in the depths of fucking hell, trying to fucking escape, because they were horrible. They were a bad program. He brought them out. The real reason they fired him was because he wasn't recruiting during the season and he wasn't doing well with the recruiting. And they lost a couple games. They had one bad season. Dan Mullen's a very good coach. He's a quarterback whisperer. Florida's a good team. I think part of it, they got lucky last weekend. I mean, Utah th- came rising through that interception. There's no that interception. He throws that touchdown. Possible game over. Utah wins. Florida's, they're, they're okay. You know, Florida looks good. They, they hung in there. You know, completely different story. Because everyone was saying that Billy Napier, like, how did LSU let him get away? Completely different situations. That that Florida team that he inherited has a ton of talent. People were putting Anthony Richardson, a guy who's never started a college football game in his fucking entire life, they're putting him in top 15 in NFL mock drafts. Yeah, he got kind of lucky. He got kind of lucky. So I'm excited to see another big test. Kentucky, another program that Mark Stoops had coached over there, he's got them on the rise. A lot of talk about them possibly being second place in the SEC East this year. Obviously, Georgia, and then there's the fight between Kentucky, Florida, and Tennessee. I think it's going to be a really good game. They got Florida favored right now. Um, I think I'm probably going to either take Kentucky Moneyline or I'm definitely going to take a look at that over. It's at 52.5. I don't see how this isn't a 30-point game from the two of them. Both have good offenses. Their defenses have holes. Both quarterbacks are good. I think it could be one hell of a game. I'm excited to watch it. It should be. should be. It'll be awesome to watch, especially down there in the swamp again. Kentucky like going down to the swamp, so we'll have to see if Kentucky wins that game. I think you have, to, you have to look at them as serious contenders to possibly take out Georgia. I mean, they probably won't. I'm just trying to hype them up, but you have to you have to take a good look at them, and there's a chance there. Next up, USC Stanford. First big test for Lincoln Riley. You know, I mean, week two, you're playing a Stanford team, and yes, Stanford has been down for the past couple of years. They're they're kind of dog shit. Let's be real. I mean, they're a good program, though. David Shaw has he's had some good years. They're on the downhill turn ever since COVID, pretty much. They kind of went to a hole. But Tanner McKee, their starting quarterback, is a fucking stud, man. The kid's good. He's looking at possibly being a first-round draft pick this year. Tons of talent. He's got a great arm, makes smart decisions. You know, their defense is just what's lost them games, realistically. So I'm, I'm definitely excited to see see where this one lands. I, I know USC has a ton of talent. I'm kind of hesitant right now about taking either USC minus six and a half or moving the line to Stanford plus seven and a half. There's a chance I even see Stanford winning this game outright, so part of me wants to just take the money line. They're going to Stanford too as well, so it'll be it'll be fun to see. It'll be fun to see what 
Lincoln Riley's defense looks like because he's been known to have defenses that get torn up by good quarterbacks. And Cameron Key is definitely one of those guys. Might even take a look at the over here. I, I didn't see a lot of a lot of Stanford last week, so I'd have to go take a look at their offense, maybe watch some film on them, see what they look like. But not a bad pick either. If it's somewhere in the 50s, there's a chance it's a 30-point game. Lincoln Riley's known for having good offense, and Stanford has a good quarterback. So definitely excited to see that one. Probably my game of the week now is Baylor-BYU. Baylor's ninth in the country. I believe BYU's 21st. Big game for BYU. They stomped the shit out of South Florida last weekend. And if you saw my preseason rankings, I have BYU finishing sixth in the country. I think they can even make a push for the playoff. They have that kind of schedule. I can't even remember everybody. I know they got Arkansas at one point. But they obviously got this Baylor team. who's a top-10 team coming to Provo. BYU is really good. This is their chance to prove that we're here. We're an independent. You know, they're moving to the Big 12 next year. But with the Notre Dame get lucky and get to the playoff, BYU has that type of schedule where they have a lot of solid opponents. So I'm very excited to see where, where this one goes. I'm probably taking the over. I think there are going to be a lot of points here. <sighs> yeah, I, th- I think there will be a lot of points. I just worry because I do know I've seen David. Ar- well, Dave Aranda defenses do give a, a lot of points. Who am I kidding? I've seen it happen before, but uh, I just think it'll be a good one. It's probably my, it's the game of the week in my opinion. It's a lot more important than Alabama, Texas. It has a lot more implications on what could happen. BYU's, like I said, their schedule is loaded with good teams this year. B- Baylor's just one of those teams they knock them off. Boom! I think they have five good, five good opponents this year. One second, let me take a look here because I know I know they have Arkansas at some point, but for some reason I'm thinking they play Notre Dame too. Hold on. Let's see here. Okay. They have Baylor this weekend. And then next weekend they have Oregon. Which Oregon fell the rankings after they got their ass kicked by Georgia. But Oregon's still a good team. They're just not at the level that... They're just not at the level that Georgia is. I mean, that was just evident. That that happened. New coach, you know, new quarterback. A lot of things have to go their way. They did lose star running back. Oh, God, what's his name? USC. There's a lot going on there, but still, that would be a big win for them. Then they got Wyoming, okay program. Then they have Utah State, which, like I said, Utah State is a very good team in the Mountain West Conference. Yes, Alabama kicked the shit out of them, but they're Alabama. They're Utah State. That'd still be a very good win. After that, they have Notre Dame, who's still eighth in the country. I don't. They, they could still be a top five, top ten team at least. That would be a huge win for them. After that, next weekend, they have Arkansas, who we all know Arkansas. Ranked, and I mean, if they got to win in South Carolina, they keep in the right direction. Arkansas could be a top 10 by the time they meet. They both could be a top 10 by the time they meet. That would be an insane game. And they got Liberty. Liberty's an okay program. I mean, they had a good year last year. They have a good, I think they have a good team this year still. They have Charlie Brewer at quarterback. He's, he's a pretty solid guy. After that, they have East Carolina. As we saw they almost upset NC State. So there's that's another good key win. They have Boise State. You know, Boise State's usually a pretty good program. Then they have some no-name school. And then to finish out the year, they have Stanford, which, like I said, Stanford, I mean, if David Shaw gets them back to where they were, they're a good program. They're going to be top 25 by the end of the year. BYU is a serious college playoff contender based off of the talent that they have and the schedule that they have. They could have a – there's a chance where if they beat Baylor this weekend and then they, they keep working, they stay undefeated, Notre Dame could be in their top 10 win. Arkansas keeps them in the right direction, another top 10 win. Like, there's a very serious chance that BYU could end up the year with, at a minimum, three top ten wins. So, that's crazy. 
Last game I'm interested in this week is uh, Mississippi State versus Arizona. Mike Leach, I love the guy. I love the air raid offense. The air raid offense is probably one of my favorite offenses, honestly. And I love Mike Leach, the Pirates. He's a fucking pirate, man. I mean, I think that if they make a new Pirates of the Caribbean movie, he needs to be in there with my boy Jack Sparrow. But sometimes he struggles in games that he should easily win. Arizona is a very crappy program for the past couple of years. But they just beat San Diego State last weekend, who has been a program that's been on the rise. Probably taking the over. It's at 16.5. I think that this is easily a 30-point game. Arizona, I think, is kind of trending in the right direction. I think they can catch some lightning in a bottle. Mississippi State, the air raid offense. Will Rogers is a stud. He can sling the fucking ball around. But I might even be taking Arizona plus 11.5. I don't think that Arizona wins. It'd, it'd take a miracle by the grace of God. But I think that they can cover the spread, and I think they can keep it close. And this... To me, this is a fun game. You know, Mississippi State, it's not kicking off to like 8.30 Arizona time. So that's technically late for these boys out here in Mississippi because it'd be 10.30 their time. So I'm excited. Should be a good one there too. Late night game, little Pac-12 after dark. See what happens. So just watch out for them Wildcats, baby. All right. Now my five favorite NFL games this week, just for a multitude of reasons, you know, just kind of talk about them, see what just let you know what I'm feeling, you know, just my excitement, I guess. First up is obviously the Browns going to the Panthers. I'm rooting for Baker to get revenge. I want Baker to They have a very talented roster. Lions, I want to see them train in that direction. I think they can do that. They had a killer draft. They had a pretty good free agency run. I like the team. They lost a lot of close games last year. That You know, their record could have been completely different. I love Dan Campbell. I'm a big Jared Goff fan. I really am. It's just going to be a fun one to kind of see where both teams are at. Lions might even win the game. Wouldn't be surprised there. Last but not, oh, sorry, not last. Next up, Pat's Dolphins. Is Tua going to be good this year? Is Mac bad this year? You know, what's going to happen there? I think Tua is shit. I don't think Mac is a good quarterback either. So I'm just kind of excited to see that one, kind of see what shitty quarterback come out on top. But uh, hopefully it's neither. Well, it will be one, I guess, whatever. Bucks Cowboys, another game I'm excited to watch. You know, Bucks are a really good team. Excited to see what Brady's hiatus did to the team. You know, if they're ready to take back the throne this year, get one last Super Bowl, and then Brady's out. Cowboys, I think, can be bad this year. No Tyron Smith at left tackle. No Amari Cooper. Cowboys, I just don't have a lot of faith in them. They lost Randy Gregory on defense as well. Trayvon Diggs is not a good corner. Just because you have a lot of interceptions does not mean you're a corner. It means the ball gets thrown your way. A-L-O-T. A lot. So, we'll see about that one. Last one I'm very interested in, the return of the greatest quarterback the world has ever known, Joe Flacco. Ravens coming to the Jets. Joe Flacco's getting a start. Bye-bye, Zach Wilson. You're never starting the game ever again. Go chase those milfs. Have a good life, young sir. Flacco's coming back. He's going to tear up the Ravens. I can just feel it in my bones. He's going to be starting quarterback in the NFL again. Probably going to win a Super Bowl. I, that's just who the guy is. The guy's a proven winner. But that's today's show. I hope you guys enjoyed. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Friend me on Facebook, whatever you want. Send it to your parents. Tell them, you know, love this guy. Check him out. I love you guys. I love everybody. Send it to the local neighborhood MILF. Tell her I said what's up. Tell her you send this with love and to check me out and that it will make her day better.
but I appreciate everybody. I love y'all. Your boy Titties is out, and I'll see you next. I'll see you on Monday. I'm looking for Baker to tear these boys up and just give it to them nice and dirty. I love Baker. I've, I've said that before, I believe. I think he's a great quarterback. I think he can do amazing things. I'd love to see him just get some revenge on the Browns and beat the shit out of them. My next favorite one, Eagles and Lions, pretty much for the same reason. I'm excited to see where both these teams are. A lot of people think the Eagles can possibly even win the Super Bowl this year. They have a very talented roster. Lions, I want to see them training in that direction. I think they can do that. They had a killer draft. They had a pretty good free agency run. I like the team. They lost a lot of close games last year. The, you know, their record could have been completely different. I love Dan Campbell. I'm a big Jared Goff fan. I really am. It's just going to be a fun one to kind of see where both teams are at. Lions might even win the game. Wouldn't be surprised there. Last but not, oh, sorry, not last. Next up, Pat's Dolphins. Is Tua going to be good this year? Is Mac bad this year? You know, what's going to happen there? I think Tua is shit. I don't think Mac is a good quarterback either. So I'm just kind of excited to see that one, kind of see what shitty quarterback come out on top. But uh, hopefully it's neither. Well, it will be one, I guess. Whatever. Bucks Cowboys, another game I'm excited to watch. You know, Bucks are a really good team. Excited to see what Brady's hiatus did to the team. You know, if they're ready to take back the throne this year, get one last Super Bowl, and then Brady's out. Cowboys, I think, can be bad this year. You know, Tyron Smith at left tackle. Don Amari Cooper. Cowboys, I just don't have a lot of faith in them. They lost Randy Gregory on defense as well. Trayvon Diggs is not a good corner. Just because you have a lot of interceptions does not mean you're a good corner. It means the ball gets thrown your way. A-L-O-T. A lot. So, we'll see about that one. Last one I'm very interested in, the return of the greatest quarterback the world has ever known, Joe Flacco. Ravens coming to the Jets. Joe Flacco's getting a start. Bye-bye, Zach Wilson. You're never starting the game ever again. Go chase those milfs. Have a good life, young sir. Flacco's coming back. He's going to tear up the Ravens. I can just feel it in my bones. He's going to be starting quarterback in the NFL again. Probably going to win a Super Bowl. I, that's just who the guy is. The guy's a proven winner. But that's today's show. I hope you guys enjoyed. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Friend me on Facebook. Whatever you want. Send it to your parents. Tell them, you know, lo love this guy. Check him out. I love you guys. I love everybody. Send it to the local neighborhood MILF. Tell her I said what's up. Tell her you send this with love and to check me out and that it will make her day better. But I appreciate everybody. I love y'all. Your boy Titties is out. And I'll see you next. I'll see you on Monday.